you ready yet? church go somewhere else in the name of Jesus are you ready now
will trust in Jesus. Yes, I will trust in Jesus. There is no one greater. There is no one higher. There is no one like you. I will trust. I will trust in Jesus. I will trust in Jesus. There is no one greater, and there is no one higher, there is no one like you. There is no one greater.
Father, your word states, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. Father, we give you thanks today for our salvation. We thank you, Lord, our sins have been forgiven. And we stand before you pure and clean because of the blood of Jesus, the righteousness of God in Christ. We worship you today, our God and King, and we're not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We worship you. We glorify you. We're so grateful, Holy Spirit, that you're here this morning. And where your presence is, there's liberty and freedom to worship the King. We honor you, Holy One. We glorify you, Lamb of God, slain from the foundation of the world. We give you glory, we give you praise. We're thankful, Father, today that we're in that new new day. We're not entering a new day. We are in a new season in Christ Jesus. And we thank you, Father, that you're raising up a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. Signs and wonders following your people, Father. We thankful, Father, that you're pouring out your glory in these last days. Your manifested presence. And so, Father, we don't take it for granted. We're grateful. We're thankful, Lord, to be part of the remnant. We love and honor you in this house today. And we thank you, Lord, by your Spirit that you deal with our hearts individually and corporately as a church. Open our eyes to see what's coming, Lord. And I thank you every ear as a listening ear. We glorify you this day. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Well, grin on the way down. Amen. I have several announcements this morning. We'll start. Um, Julian Rich talked to Dr. Merritt this week, and she sent some information home. Um... One of them, one of the sheets is if you were vaccinated and having side effects, what you can do for that to help eliminate that or reduce that. The other one is on um, medications you can get to help keep your immunity strong to avoid that. And we have that. And Julian Rich, where's your new sh- where's your new office? Behind scooters off of Benjamin. And they have this available there. They will have that available there. So if you'd like to purchase any of that or get the information, it's here. Also, this Tuesday night at 6 p.m. right here, the Patriots United is having a, a speaker. She's from Make Americans Free Again, Nebraska. And it starts at 6. They do really well keeping it to an hour. So if you're interested in that, it would be good. That would be a good one to attend because um, she's coming from Omaha and it'd be good to have a good group. And I think she is going to have a lot of valuable information. So that's this six, this Tuesday night at 6 p.m. right here. 
Also, we have two people in church. One is Terry Dalker. He is the big guy that usually sat in there. He's having some health problems. He's pretty much staying close to home. And we have an older lady, Joyce Wanzer, who is housebound. And we just thought it would be nice if we could bombard them with Christmas cards this year. So what I did was in the back, I just put some of these sheets. It has their name, their address. If you know them or if you would like to send them a Christmas card, we would encourage you to do that. The other thing is um, we appreciate your giving to Doug and Eileen Daniels last week. It was good. They were blessed. We were blessed. And we thank you for that. Um, if you have your, if you need an envelope for your giving this morning, um, raise your hands. The ushers will get you an envelope. If you are new here, just make sure that we have your address on the envelope. And then in January, we send out your tax-deductible receipts that you can use for that. And we just, we thank you. You've been a blessing to the church body this year, and um, we are doing well financially, and we're building up a storehouse so that whatever we need to do in the future, we are, will be available to do that. So we appreciate it. Yes, we are out of debt completely, and, and we are blessed. So we just thank you for your faithfulness. And um, like I said, we'll get you a receipt in January. Ushers, you can go ahead and receive this morning's tithes and offerings. Amen. I believe you're awake today. I believe that. I want you to turn in your Bibles, please, to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. And I, the last few weeks, use this as a text. I want to read it to you because it's in reference to the early church. And it begins, let's start with verse 40. It says, with many other words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized. And that day, about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Verse 44, now all who believed were together and had all things in common and sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having what? Favor. 
favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. The early church devoted themselves to what? We just read it. The apostles' teaching, fellowship, breaking of bread, communion, prayers, generous giving. You know, the early church was generous. You know, the church today needs to learn more about being generous. Amen? They met daily in one accord with united purpose. They got along. They were focused. They had a vision. They ate together, praising God and having favor with all the people. And as a result, the Lord kept adding to their number daily those who were being saved from spiritual death. The motivation for becoming a believer and living the Christian life sprang in here. It was from within. Say within. There were no gimmicks. Have we seen gimmicks the last few years in the church? Turn on TV. I've never, never been a gimmick kind of guy. The, the early church was grassroots. Say grassroots. Let me read you a definition. This came out of Webster's. The common people, those especially of rural and non-urban areas. Is that us? Thought of as best representing the basic direct political interests of the electorate. Grassroots. And see, the early church was grassroots. It sprang from the bottom, say bottom, up. And we're going to talk more about that here in a little bit. If you'd put that up there for me. I want you to see this, and I, 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 had, I wrote this down. This is the central truth. God has called Harvest Church to be a lighthouse and a spiritual landmark in the city and region. We've been strategically located and given a mandate to reach and reap a harvest of souls for the kingdom of God. Very simple. Very simple. And why did I use Lighthouse? Because through the years, I've had prophecies. I had one given to me by Dr. Barclay. You know, we give, get his uh, um, predictions for the year. Uh, man of God, ex-Marine. And uh, he called me up and, and he spoke over me prophetically. And he says, he spoke of our churches having a, being like a lighthouse, a beacon. And then, didn't you? Where's Nate? Upstairs. I think he had a, a dream or something, too, in reference to a lighthouse. And so, what's a lighthouse do, folks? It warns. It, bring, it warns you. And it gives you a, a light that you can focus on so you can get to land. Amen? That simply is the central truth. Okay, thank you. You can turn it down. Turn it off. God's heartbeat is souls. And that's what we have to focus on in the days ahead is winning the lost. Doing the work of an evangelist. God's heartbeat is souls. Therefore, God is naturally interested in cities. And I gave you scriptures a couple weeks ago about how, you know, Entire cities in the book of Acts, the, the whole city would come out. 
hear the gospel, experience signs, wonders, and miracles. God's people must be aware. Are you God's people? Then you need to be aware of the spiritual condition of this city. Now, when I use Norfolk, I realize we get people from all over. And I'm talking about the region, too. I'm not just in... Referring to Norfolk, Nebraska, this is northeast Nebraska. We need to be aware of what's going on. God, now listen, because I'm going to talk about this today. God pours out favor upon his people to influence a community, a city, or a region. Favor. Everyone say favor. I'll give you a definition here in a little bit. Harvest Church is in, is in now, this new season. Therefore, we must pray, seek the wisdom from heaven, and discern what are the particular needs of this area. Well, right now, I'll tell you what, there's a real concerted effort, you know, dealing with, you know, Convention of States and Patriots United God is bringing people together, grassroots people. I'm so glad I'm I'm a grassroots kind of individual. No elitists. Just just good, hard-working, humble people. So we need to realize Harvest Church is in this new season. We've got to pray and discern what God is doing. Now here, this is, this is about you folks. And we have it down, you know, our, our mission statement, we're a people committed to serving and sharing Jesus Christ. So what, what kind of church is this? We're a people that are committed. Amen? What are we committed to? Serving God and serving one another then we're committed to sharing the gospel. That's, that's bottom line. Amen? Now, we gave you the example. I won't have you turn there, but I'm going to read to you the, the scripture from Luke 19 when Jesus wept over Jerusalem. In Luke chapter 19, verse 41, it says, And when he was come near, he beheld the city. So what I want you to do in the days ahead as we end this new year and start a new year, I want to be, you to behold the city or the community you live in. Amen? The Amplified says, You did not come progressively to recognize and know and understand from observation and experience the time of your visitation. That is when God was visiting you. The time in which God showed Himself gracious toward you and offered you salvation through Christ. They missed it. They didn't discern the visitation from heaven. I don't want to miss it, do you? No, and we won't. That word beheld means to know, to possess information, to recognize, realize, understand, to perceive and comprehend. Simply, it means you see the big picture. I believe this congregation, this church in this city, perceives, understands what God is doing in this hour. Harvest Church... In the coming new year, 
Now listen. Must come to know, recognize, understand, and discern our city and region. What is the spiritual condition and the strongholds that are preventing a move of God and a harvest of souls? Amen? Now, in Acts chapter 2, in verse 46, it says, So continuing daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, ate their food with gladness and, and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And that's what I want to address today is the subject of favor. What is favor? Webster's defines favor as friendly or kind regard, goodwill, approval, endorsing, to help or assist. Here's, here's the, one I like, the one I like. Specially privileged. Specially privileged. Say it. Specially privileged. Psalm chapter 5 verse 12 says, For you, Lord, will bless the righteous, and with what? Favor you will surround him as with a shield. How many of you, if you have business, a business, you want favor with the people? Amen? Whatever business you're in, if you're in a church, you want favor with the community. Now that word favor comes from the the Greek word charis, C-H-A-R-I-S. It means unmerited favor, undeserved blessing, a free gift. It's grace. Grace and favor. By grace you have been saved. Amen. It's a free gift. You and I are blessed with grace and favor because of who we are in Christ Jesus. It's not because we're anyone, anybody special. It's not because of anything we've done. It's because we've received His Son, Jesus. And because we've received His Son, Jesus, we're born again, we're new creations in Christ Jesus, we're blessed. But you know, you can be... You you can be born again, even filled with the Holy Ghost, not even know what you possess. And so I want you in this coming new year, and and I'm thinking about this, but if you haven't listened to, I'm going to share Pastor Hank, what he had to share, the prophet of God for this coming new year. It's good. And so I want you to turn your expectors on. In this new year, coming new year, I want you to expect God's blessings. I want you to expect His favor like never before. I believe that. Through Christ, we all have access to God's favor, our graciousness. Jesus' obedience gained us access to God's favor. It's all because of what He did. Favor and graciousness is simply this. God being for us. And if God be for us, who can be against us? God is for you. God is for me. God is for your family. God is for this church. 
God's graciousness and favor is an expression of his overwhelming desire to be good to us. How many of you, you know, parents, you have kids. What are we coming into Christmas? You know, at Christmas time, I'm dangerous. Why? Because I like to give. I told her what I wanted to do. We, she's, she's so... My wife's a good old German. She's so frugal and conservative and she has all these, you know, accounts and she saves and squirrels away all the money. I don't even know what we have usually. Once in a while, say, how, what do we got? But that's just the way she is. And I told her, she, I said, well, I want to want to do this at the end of the year. My boys aren't here, so they're not going to hear. I wanted to do something, put it in their stocking. She says, well, we've already done something. Well, whoop-de-doo-da-day, I'll do it if I want to. Why? Because I'm a father. And I love to give. And that helps me understand my heavenly father. He just longs to bless his kids. And so I'm telling you, you expect it in this coming new year. Another definition of favor is God's ability through Christ. I can't do it, but because of his favor and his grace, I can do it. You did not choose me. Here's the scripture I love. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain that whatever you ask the father in my name, he may give you. See, that's favor that's grace you did not choose me but i chose you and i appointed you some of you need to read that and meditate upon that scripture god chose you i stand and there are times i don't do this all the time but many times in my my prayer life and and when i'm worshiping god it also it just almost overwhelms me to think I have the privilege of being a fivefold ministry gift. You say, what's fivefold ministry gift? Read it in Ephesians: the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. I've been called and appointed to be a pastor, and it's it's a humbling thing and an overwhelming thing that my God chose me, a confused, young, dazed and confused. Remember that? That was my era. And I was, Steve. What are you nodding for, Steve? There were times we were dazed and confused. But I sat on the front steps after junior college, not knowing what I was going to do. And I just looked up to the heaven. I said, Father, whatever you want to do, I'll do it. Even if it, and I'll never forget this, I've shared this with you before, even if it means me working behind the scenes. You don't get a lot of people pray that way. In other words, whatever I can do, if it's serving behind the scenes, not being a, a big name. You know, a big shot's nothing but a little shot that keeps on shooting. And I've been a little shot my whole life. Notice I said shot. That'll get the religion out of you. 
You got it. Nobody else did. My wife surely got it. But it's, it's just the heart's attitude. Listen to this statement. I wrote this down. When you take a stand for God's truth, you will experience his favor. It's that simple. When you take a stand for truth, you will experience God's favor. What's Convention of States? What's Patriots United? Taking a stand for what's right, for what's truth. And I'll tell you that God will put his stamp of approval on it and bless you. Are we perfect? No. Will you make mistakes? Sure. There's times you wonder where you're going and what you're going to do and how are you going to do it. Let God do it. Let the grace of God and the favor of God move in your life. Amen? Here's some examples. I'll go through them quickly. Examples of favor. Genesis chapter 12, verse 2, Amplified. Referring to Abraham. And I will make you a great nation and I will bless you with abundant increase of favors. And make your name famous and distinguished. Why? And you will be a blessing dispensing good to others. In other words, God will bless you. Grace and favor. Why? So you can bless others. Genesis 39. Remember Joseph? But the Lord was with Joseph. And showed him mercy and he gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. Daniel chapter 1 verse 9. Now God had brought Daniel into favor. Who brought him into favor? God did. And tender love with the prince of the eunuchs. Ephesians 6 verse 24. Paul, you know, when he prayed many times. Grace, favor be with all those who love our Lord Jesus Christ in sincerity. This is good. This is one I, I, I really like. Proverbs 11, 11, it says this. By the blessing of the influence of the upright and God's favor, because of them, the city is exalted. By the blessing of the influence of the upright. Who's, are you any upright here today? We're all the righteousness of God in Christ because of the blood of Jesus. By the blessing of the influence of the upright, Harvest Church, I inserted that, has God's favor. And the city is exalted. Now, let me, let me give you this statement. God can raise up unusual and unlikely allies in a city in order to bring forth his purpose. God can raise up unusual. I'm unusual. I've been unusual my whole life. I'm proud of it. My family's unusual. My boys are unusual. I'm proud of it. You're unusual. I'm proud of you. Amen. God can raise up unusual and un unlikely allies in a city in order to bring about his purpose. Now, for example, he gave Joshua, Joshua Rahab the prostitute. Not the mayor. The prostitute. Is that unusual? Amen. That is unusual. 
Cities are changed. Now listen. I gave you this word earlier. Cities are changed from the grassroots up. Not from the top down. Do you understand what I'm saying here? I want to make sure I didn't miss anything. Cities are changed from the grassroots up, not from the top down. I want you to listen to this because this is the heart of my message today. That it? Nope. Nope. That's the wrong one, dear. Was that who was that? Was that Garth? She'll get it. There you go. Thank you. We should have started this earlier this morning. You could play that. Blame it all on my roots. I showed up in boots. Ruined your black tie. That's all right. I know it too. <laughs> She's mouthing the words. Last one to show I was the last one you thought you'd see there. And I saw the surprise and the fear in his eyes. When I took his glass of champagne. I toasted you, said, honey, we may be through. And you'll never hear me complain. Cause I got friends in places where the whiskey. Okay, that's good. I know some of you want to listen to the whole song. I like Thunder Road, but do you get my what I'm telling you? Cities are changed from the grassroots up, not from the top down. You and I need friends in low places. Oh, pastor, that's not right. We need we need the rich people. Yeah, well you do. But I'm telling you something, who's, who, who's involved with deep state? The ones that got the money and are controlling everything with their money. And what it takes is a people to rebel. If, if truth be known, my wife and I are rebels. I don't have his background, but I grew up a rebel. She really grew up a rebel. You're definitely a rebel. So is that guy right there. <laughs> he's, just, he's just a quiet rebel. <laughs> we just don't go with the flow. Why do you think this nation, why do you think other than God and the grace and favor of God, Donald Trump is president? You notice how I said that? Because he, when he'd get up and, and on the campaign, political campaign, and go all over, it was the people, grassroots people, that responded, that hooked up with his message. Politicians understand the principle because if they can get to the grassroots people in a country, they'll win. And right now, there's a rebellion going on. And we're part of it. But just remember, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. 
It's a spiritual battle first and foremost. And you take care of that through prayer. I thought of David. I'm almost done. 1 Samuel 22 and verse 2. This, this is the type of people that drew close to David. And everyone who was in distress, everyone who was in debt, everyone who was discontent gathered to him. King David. He, he had people, a rough crew. You think the who were rough? They were a rough, rebellious people. But those were the ones that rallied around King David and won his battles. That's right. Rahab the prostitute gave Joshua the information he needed because she was in the loop. She probably slept with the mayor. Pillow talk, folks. And she had information. So, you know, I, want you to, I don't want you to leave, leave here thinking, I'm one of pastor's friends in low places where the whiskey flows. <laughs> no, I want you to understand you're part of a movement, a great and powerful movement. And we ain't seen nothing yet. Amen. I want to close with this. Why don't you stand up this morning? Sometimes I like to do stuff like play that song because I find out who the religious folk are and then they just get mad and leave. Because you can't win a battle with religious folk. Religion doesn't win a battle. Jesus Christ and serving Him will win the battle. Listen to this this scripture. This is so good. In Psalm 102, this is considering Zion, but it speaks of the church today. Psalm 102, verse 12, it says, But you, O Lord, shall endure forever, and the remembrance of your name to all generations. You will arise and have mercy on Zion for the time to favor her. Yes, the set time has come. For your servants take pleasure in her stones and show favor to her dust. So the nations shall fear the name of the Lord and all the kings of the earth your glory. For the Lord shall build up Zion. The Lord shall build up his church. He shall appear in his glory. He shall regard the prayer of the destitute and shall not despise their prayer. For the time to favor her has come. The set time has come. We're in that time. The time of tremendous favor. Now, we'll continue on because I got some things I want to still share about Harvest Church and, you know, why we're here in this community, what we're called to do. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. For the words that I've spoke today would stir the hearts of your people and bring encourage them, encouragement to them and let them know that they are important in this time. Father, I pray that the people here today will begin to expect great 
favor in the days ahead. The remainder of this year, and even in the year to come. For the set time has come for you to favor your people. And so, Lord God, lift your hands right now, just just receive. Father, we're expecting favor. We're believing, Lord God, that you daily load your people with benefits and blessings. And Father, we commit ourselves to you in serving you, in furthering and advancing the kingdom of God in the days ahead. Use us. No one special, but we're the children of Almighty God. And your favor rests upon us. And Lord, you blessed us in order for us to bless other people. So use these individual vessels. Use this church corporately, Lord, in the days ahead to bless our city, communities, and region. We'll all do our part. Say this with me. I will do my part. We thank you, Father, for your blessing this day in Jesus' name. Amen. Is there anyone here today that you're sick in body and need prayer? Anybody? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I don't pray for people with holes in their jeans, so... No, that, that's... Refer, you're from low places, so that's why, right? <laughs> I got friends in low places. They need, we should receive an offering for these two ladies. Maybe these two ladies will help these two ladies. Amen. How come you're so goofy? I don't know. It's the season. Amen. Let's extend your hands towards these people. The Bible says that, you know, we can lay hands on the sick and they will recover. And so we get an agreement, Father, in Jesus' name. Jesus, you're the healer. And we thank you for your presence this morning. We thank you for the healing anointing that destroys the yoke. And so, Father, the minute I touch them with my hand, it's not my hand, Lord, it's your hand. Your healing virtue will flow into them, driving out all infirmity in the name of Jesus. And say this with me, you four gals. I expect the healing anointing to flow into my body. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We, Jesus' name. The anointing of God. Receive it now in the name of Jesus. Say it's mine. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Receive the anointing of God. Receive the anointing of God. Receive the peace of God. In Jesus' name, let that healing anointing flow, Father. Infirmity is abound and healing is loose this day. In Jesus' wonderful name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Receive. 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, 
Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. We receive it today. Healing anointing. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Now, next Sunday is our Christmas program. You can leave that. I don't care. That's fine. Thank you, guys. Say, next Sunday is our Christmas program. And I had on my heart, and I, I, I was, and I, I'm so thankful for the folks that are going to minister next Sunday. You're going to be surprised. You're going to see my wife sing a solo. Which Garth Brooks song did you pick? Jason Aldean. That's a rebel. <laughs> I kind of like Hank Williams Jr. myself, but um, but I'm I'm blessed because I sat and listened to these these people. They all have a gift, and I'm excited for them. And it'll be good, Amen. I might just minister a few minutes, and then we'll do that and and bless the kids. Anything else? Good time to bring a guest. I promise I won't embarrass them. Well, I take that back. No, I won't do that. Prayers Wednesday night as is, is usual. Amen? Anything else? God bless you. Have a good week. Thank you. Across the sea